The views expressed on the Big Shiny podcast do not express the views of Big Shiny Robot as a whole, its subsidiaries, or its sponsors. And the Big Shiny podcast contains coarse language like penis butt. <laughs> <laughs> Listener discretion is advised. Hey man, I'm Kevin Smith. Jason Mew. Welcome to Big Shiny Robot. Welcome to the latest episode of the Big Shiny Podcast. This week we are talking about comics, collectibles, and video games. Uh, joining me as always is Lucas, co-founder of BigShinyRobot.com. Hello, good evening. And Tom, <laughs> our tech I guy don't have words. person. I'm a tech guy person, and I'm Yay. here to say it's time for the podcast. Hibba-dibba-dibba-day. <laughs> <laughs> and I am your host, Tyson. And joining us this week once again, uh, Rebecca Frost from the Hello Sweetie Podcast and BigShinyRobot.com. Hey, y'all. I got them both this time. Thanks, bro. Yeah, yeah. And OG, Big Shiny Robot Podcast guy member person. Hi. Nick. Hi. Get out your phone, Nick. I'm yeah, here. come on, Nick. I was just waiting for Tyson to finish making words up for me. I'm not making words up. I'm just putting words in nonsensical order. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can we make an introduction for Nick, but have it just be John Cena? (laughs) (laughs) John Cena! (laughs) Those memes, I just discovered them this week, because apparently I live in the past. Jesus Christ, Tom. (laughs) Yeah. They are the best. I can't wait till you get to Hotline Bling. Yeah, Hotline Bling. No, no, I got got there. I've I've seen so much Hotline Bling. Thanks to your brother-in-law. We've all gotten there many, many times. He was posting like seven a minute. Like, like, like he was seriously like the hotline bling factory. Yeah. And then uh, returning guest, John. Don't close your hole. (laughs) (laughs) This PSA was brought to you by John. Did you just vague book me on my own podcast? You son of a bitch. (laughs) So are you leaving now? I can stay for a couple more minutes. All right. Rebecca's going to be leaving us mid cast because she's got David Koechner. Will you, will you like Tickets. Snapchat me if he yells whammy? He's he's a very nice guy. I'll try to whip out my phone in time. From you. Just, just, yeah. <laughs> you didn't have to, I mean, you could just put a tweet. I saw lots and lots of pictures of him today. He's, he's been he's kind like of everywhere. Cuddling up to people and stuff. So I'm trying yeah. to do, so Crystal and I are doing, there's this local comedian. He does these videos called, don't make fun of me. I talk with my hands. And he does comedians in cars eating Vegemite. And it's just like so two he's comedians. trying to be Jerry Seinfeld, but not of, funny. But with Vegemite. And it's all local comedians, so, so Crystal and I Jewish. are doing it tomorrow. <laughs> but we're going to try to get what David Koechner like to Vegemite? do it with us. Nobody fucking likes Vegemite. Yeah, it's disgusting. That's the whole point except, of the video. Except for Land, the song Land Under by Men Without Hats. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, Rebecca, you're going to try to do this with Crystal and But we're stuff. also going to we're going to we're going to try to talk to David Koechner tonight and see if he'll do the video with us. That would be pretty You should get him to go to the uh, swap meet tomorrow morning since he basically lives at Club 50 West right now. It wouldn't surprise me if you showed shit. up. I would. I fucking love Champ Kind. I know, but you didn't know who David Koechner was. <laughs> right. But he's Champ Kind. And maybe when this podcast is over, he and I can get an apartment together. <laughs> he may do it. I met him a year ago. Had a beer with him. He was yeah, like yeah. the nicest dude ever. I'll be like, you know my boy John? Say <laughs> Anna. Anna from Minneapolis. Anna. Yeah. Is that like a John we haven't met yet? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. That's just who booked the show. Oh, and right. then it'll be like, oh, yeah, she was great. She's not great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, it's my ex girl. Don't so, close your hole. Yeah. She's a bitch. 
<laughs> I'm still just from John. We haven't met yet. I'm just picturing John in like a dress and Hi. like American Horror Story. <laughs> oh my god, Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. His story is so good. I haven't I'm, watched last week's episode. I'm picturing you in laundry right now. I'm, I'm excited to talk to you can about it, it at some future event. Can we have John tell a story? I have a. I want John to tell a funny story real quick. Yeah, John, can you tell the story about you sleeping with your friend and walking across the quad in your underwear? Because that's yeah, a really sure. funny story. Freshman year of college. Um, the look on his face looks like he's having a nom flashback. Yeah. <laughs> he's there right now. You guys are going to love this. I was in a fraternity, and I wasn't a big drinker, but we had a guy at the Peoria Hospital who would sell us GHB. Hmm. <laughs> and so I got real into that. I've seen people G out before, and that's yeah. some It's like shit. beer bonging 30 beers, but no nausea. So I did some of that. <laughs> And then drank to like it intensifies quite a bit, and uh, ended up going back to my friend Jen's dorm. We slept together, which I have no idea how that even functioned. But passed out. I woke up like two hours later and just like knew I was gonna throw up. And so I'm like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Did not want to wake her up because it get all weird. And so like I spent what felt like an hour like inching my way off the bunk bed with my <laughs> arm underneath her, you know, like trying to not wake her. Ah, uh, you should watch Friends, the hug and roll. And then uh, I was like trying to get out quietly and ended up falling over, like turned her stereo on, Led Zeppelin starts playing. <laughs> I shut it off and all this shit happened, but putting my pants on, I decided my belt was making too much noise. I was like, fuck it, leave the pants. It's midwinter <laughs> in Illinois. Uh, my, what's it called, dorm is like on the other side of campus. So I'm walking across campus, snow, freezing cold, no pants on. Police obviously pick me up. <laughs> keep breathalyzing me because I'm clearly fucked up still, but it was GHB, so I keep blowing clean. So they're like, well, we're just going to take you back to your dorm. So they bring me back, and they're like, you just need to go to bed. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to smoke one cigarette. I'll go to bed. I promise. And they leave. I start smoking, and I see, like, the utility vans for the dorm. I'm like, that's got to be warm in there. And so I go, <laughs> I check the vans. One of them's open. Start smoking the van. Blackout. Wake up in the morning in my dorm. My back hurts really bad. I kind of get up, and I have, like, $800 in tools strapped to my <laughs> That was it. Do you still have the tools? No, my roommate Jake kept them. <laughs> he, he, he got the Son fruits of your labor. He was actually handy. I'm a Jew. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. There was one Jew there who could build one, stuff. Yeah. He started He's a whole new famous. thing. Yeah, yeah, he Jew. Maybe he you've heard of him. Yeah. Oh, it right. sounds like everything I know about GHB. <laughs> and Jesus. <laughs> a little bit. I feel like that could be a book, I GHB had a, and Jesus. I had a semi-roommate that used to do a lot of GHB because it didn't show up on his uh, parole-mandated uh, drug tests. <laughs> well, fair. Get creative. And ether. I was real into ether. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Go to class. I'll ether. <laughs> I just picture Mr. Burns just huffing ether. Yeah. Let's talk about comics. I think that's a good segue. <laughs> yeah, John. <laughs> All right, man. You're Kylie. Go for it. Yeah, you're the new Kylie. Go on, Pooh oh, here. Oh. Dance, monkey. 
John's By the way, grab bag. For the record, Kylie painted my wall the other day. Oh yeah, it, meant, uh, it looks amazing. Yeah. We have a chore chart on our fridge. And it says Kylie paint wall. <laughs> no, no. It <laughs> says how you got no, here, no. Kylie. You're on the chore chart, man. It says you come it over. says Poodinger was here, which means that he probably painted that into my wall before he painted over it. <laughs> I'm sure. But like when Kylie comes over, like we have like a we had another little like bulletin board, and he'll just write Poodinger was here. On I painted ship. boobs into Lucas's ceiling. Nice. Do you remember that? You painted a dick on the wall before my mother or no, grandmother-in-law showed up. It was a dick. <laughs> it was boobs. You might have painted boobs somewhere else, but I know you painted a oh, dick. Oh yeah, at one and point. then the, and then Heather's grandma was was going to show up, who is like like religious, right? Like Mormon or something? Or yeah, we didn't want her to see a dick on the wall. Yeah, that's what. Well, no, I but I mean, it's it fair matters because religion. Want... <laughs> I think it's fair they don't want anyone's grandma to see a dick on the wall. And so yeah, they're like, she's literally like walking up the driveway right now, and I'm just like grabbing the roller and just frantically like rolling over this apparently dick. I could have sworn it was boobs, but you know. anyway, my anyway. grandma loves dicks on walls. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not a thing. I'm... It might be a thing for your grandma. So she's comics, huh? he's just trying to delay the comics. T- talk about Secret Wars. Why is that being? It's longer now, right? I, I honestly like I don't know what's mm-hmm. going on with it anymore. There's like three more issues, and they extended it next. And they've already, but they've already launched the post Secret Wars right titles. I was real into Secret Wars. I just don't care at this point. It's like new stuff has started. Why even finish Keep it? Going. Yeah. And what's some of, like Iron Man? How's that been? Invincible. Iron Man has been good. So the thing I'm noticing, you are all aware of, like the Inhumans replacing mutants. Yes. They are like hinting at that heavily, and I don't know if it's just to fuck with people or they actually mean it. So like, are they trying to merge like the TV universe then and the comic universe? Well, if they yeah, get rid of totally. mutants, yeah. it fucks over Fox. Yeah, and then they can do whatever they want. They've gone as far in Karnak by Warren Ellis. Uh, Simmons is in it. Now. It's Coulson and Simmons. No oh, shit. nice! And they're like the liaisons for Inhumans. I I love Coulson, man. But uh, yeah, Iron Man. It's like first four pages. His new girlfriend has a cure for the mutant gene. Doesn't kill anyone, totally peaceful, just ends mutant kind. And then Inhumans, like, halfway through, Medusa's like, we're going to go to war, we'll kill all the mutants. End of story. Damn. So, yeah. It's heavy. Um, One of the the headlines that I saw um, was Iceman's sexuality. Iceman's gay, right? Well, so so here's what's kind of, like, weird about it, right? Like, Iceman is a character. I mean, he's one of the original X Men, right? Mm-hmm. Never shown like an inkling. They actually address that of homosexuality. Okay, good. So follow follow up what I'm about to say with some context then, because because um, <laughs> he's just going to pull us out of yeah, his ass. Tyson's <laughs> making shit up right so, now. No, no, no I'm not making legit. stuff up. So so in the current X Men comics, you've got um, the X Men from the past in there, mm-hmm. uh, co living with the the present day X Men, and the younger version of Iceman realizes like he, he comes to the conclusion like he yes i'm gay and he confronts his older future self about this and says hey man i'm gay are you gay well it's more like uh, you know i'm tired of hiding myself so I, i'm just gonna be who i am why are you still hiding and then that's kind of where it ends as far as like that storyline in the most current issue right yeah. so what what do they address about that as far as like <clears throat> he just essentially says, like, I've devoted myself 100% to being an X-Man. And, like, I'm persecuted all the time as an X-Man. Why in, like, my 2% of free time would I want to be persecuted? So, well, I guess what I don't understand about that is that 
I, I don't like when they go back and change things about characters that have, like, have this much history that have never shown like not not even just like with the home with the sexuality thing, right? Like when they change aspects of a character just out of left field, right? That that have a long history that shows no like inkling towards that Blowing behavior, right? Dudes. I mean, <laughs> no, you can go back to like Spider Man is amazing friends. Iceman was pretty gay. <laughs> <laughs> when they're in the Fair business, enough. they're in the business to sell comic books, and if it's the same story forever, it's not going to sell comic books. So that's right, where but you have an established like character. Peter, Peter Parker now is a millionaire or billionaire that has his own tech business, like Tony. And Mary Stark. Jane works for Iron Man. Right, but you know his 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 reasoning is that <laughs> yeah. I just, just fucking I tried to catch up on shit and all this is fucking new. Yeah. I gave wow. up on but his his stuff. his reasoning is that like you said like he doesn't want to deal with a, an additional persecution, you know, that which is fine, that would make sense if he hasn't had just so many romantic Hey, things. maybe maybe he wants his kids to get baptized. <laughs> he talks about oh, talks about faking relationships. Okay, so does normal. he address that? Yeah, okay. and then they have like a moment where present Bobby Drake and past Bobby Drake like are both like, oh, Angel is so bonable, and they do this whole thing about Angel and how they're real into. Wait, Angel. does Angel have a three way with past and present? There's already gay X Men, right? And I, and I don't think it's a big deal. Like that's fine. I just. <laughs> Like, I'm not taking a stand like, no, Iceman is not gay. It's just, it, it just it feels like they're retconning a lot of stuff to perhaps pander to. But they're doing that with like all the characters right, right. now. Yeah. But like what? Nothing's going to happen with him. He's got one other, uh, there's one other gay X-Men. Like that's who he spends all his time with. Who's the other like, gay X-Men? North Star. North Star. North Star. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Because in the Ultimate Universe, they made uh, Colossus, was, Colossus gay. was gay. And so was... Oh, yeah, but I saw the X-Men. Was it Night? No, Nightcrawler was clearly the one that was not like, gay. And Cypher, the gayest X-Men. <laughs> what about Gambit? So <laughs> anyway, that was a big reveal. That was kind of like in the headlines of, of the comics. So I guess we'll see how that plays out. I mean, it's definitely a twist. Like I think it's like like you said, you gotta shake stuff up, right? I yeah. mean um, but it's gonna I, I think they need to do like a retrospective of um you know, everything he's been through, like present Iceman, right? Like everything he's been through up to now. But it sounds like they're providing some context for that. So um, good on them. Oh, and then also, that was the other thing. In X-Men, uh, it's back. Do you remember, this was like six years ago, maybe more, when like there were only 100 mutants? Mm-hmm. They're back to that. Terrigen mist going off across the world has caused a mutant sterile there will never be another mutant again. So the Terrigen mists, because in, and I apologize, I've been watching a lot of Agents of Shield, yeah. but they're they're rolling that in. So Agents of Shield, the Terrigen mists are creating in humans. Oh, that happened in the books. Okay. Black okay. Bolt set off a Terrigen bomb across the world. Okay. Everyone's turning in human that is able, and mutants can no longer. There will never be another mutant birth. Are they doing the same thing where because it was set off differently, it's not killing people and turning them to stone, or is that only an Agents of Shield? That's thing? only an Agents of Shield. Okay. Which they've now eliminated from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because of the distribution through the ocean or some shit. I don't know. But I think that's how they'll tie Olsen back into the cinematic universe, not to get off topic. But, like, they're clearly... Right. He will show up in the Inhumans movie. Yeah, he's going to have to. I imagine he will be, yeah. like, the liaison between sure. S.H.I.E.L.D. and Inhumans. And then nice. we'll probably see Daisy come in to play yeah. and that type of thing. So, okay. I need to get caught up. Um, what, How far are you? Uh, I think we're about a quarter of the way through season two. Okay. 
and mean, then we're definitely behind. In Shield, they showed like the time for when the Terrigen spread across the whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is like <laughs> the exact time until the Inhumans movie is slated for. Oh, and that's actually that's smart for them yeah. to tie all that in together because like that's with how roller coastery Shield has been. At least they're tying it in well because. That's his, sometimes the only thing going for it. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I don't mean that in like a derogatory way, but I it's think that's true. why a lot of people stuck around in the first season as long as they did. And what made it great was that it tied into Captain America. Are you yep. caught up? Did you watch this I've past got, week? No, I've got... Okay. I'm on season three, episode three, so I've got two episodes to catch up. Big, big twist, this new episode. That's good. Because that's the thing, is the twists get me. And I, know, I think we talked about this last episode a little bit, but like, there's always like one little thing that makes me keep watching... Even if the episodes are not that great. See, and I, I I've been enjoying it a lot more <clears throat> now. Um, the episodes that do tie into the movies are my least favorite mm. um, because I do feel like it's just pandering to to that audience, right? Which, totally. you know, I I don't think anyone, especially the ones later in season one, and then anything after that. If you're not watching Shield, you're not watching Shield. You're not going to tune in just because, like, oh, I hear this one single episode because mm-hmm. you still need context from what's yep. been going on in Shield itself, right? Um, they were fun enough. Um, like the stuff with Sif was was pretty fun, but like it's not they're not my favorite episodes. Sif yeah. is the the female Asgardian. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. From the Thor like, movies and stuff, like the biker gang and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah. Like that was kind of fun. Um, I will say this: that the tie-in to Captain America two was awesome, really good, because obviously that fucking super impact shield yep. and the fallout from that um, was fantastic. But all the other like little tie-ins and stuff so far have been, I, I feel like, Ultron, my least favorite episodes. Yeah, the Ultron references have been spot on as well. I really dug that. I. I haven't seen. I haven't gotten that far. So, but I'm glad. I, I like that they when they reference it, I'm fine with it because yep. it's usually an offhand comment mm-hmm. or, hey, you know, the situation's changed because of Ultron. Blah 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 blah. Right. The, that's fine. But whenever it's like the Thor of the Dark World tie-in, where it was oh, like right. they, you know what I mean, uh, where they tried to tie it directly, an episode directly into the movie, like like they're cleaning oh, up in the aftermath. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. Then that to me was a little they bit hokey and kind of takes you out of the series itself. There's some, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how I feel about the current season so far, but I think there's some. It's getting excellent reviews. Yeah, I just I feel like they've kind of moved on, like. What Nick doesn't care anymore. I'm trying to listen and I, care, yeah, but like I, I don't know. It. There was nothing about that show that really could keep my interest. See, and I, I, I bailed was, after six episodes of season one, and Kylie you, kept nagging me, like, dude, yeah. you gotta go. Just get to episode fifteen, bro. My yeah. opinion has <laughs> always 19. been that that needs to be a shorter show. Yeah, I, I, I shorter seasons probably a shorter, yeah. uh, definitely shorter seasons, and just a shorter sh- like, yeah, maybe shorter seasons would cure the problem, but. I when it started, I was working at home, and I would watch. I just had my TV with Netflix up all day mm-hmm. while I was doing work, and it s- fucking bored the hell out of me. And then I tried to catch up, and it bored the fucking hell. See, out of and me. from their mid season point on, for at least you know the the first season and stuff that I watched, and and from what it sounds like the second season as well, I think it would behoove them to um, behoove. Yes, Ooh, big words. Yes, um, to to maybe shorten the seasons and just pick it up where they normally start their mid season. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just go from there. Cause it's that's a lot of really fucking filler. Yeah. It's a lot of filler and it's a lot of setup. And then mid season they start, they start cashing in on all that and it's fantastic, but I feel like they could cover some of that context yeah. 
you know, in the single episodes. But yeah. anyway, are you um, reading the Shield Lucas, comment? Oh, sorry, I was gonna ask John if he's reading the Shield oh, comment. Go ahead. I'm not reading Shield. So, all right, I'm just I'm I've been buying it, but I haven't actually opened it. So I'm just curious if anyone's reading it, the thoughts on it, but. I'll have Lucas, to read it. There was a title you wanted to talk the about. The Paper Girls. Paper Girls. It's yeah. an image title. Uh, Brian K. Vaughn's writing it. Oh, nice. I haven't read, but I liked it. That guy is. Well, an image, man. Image writing. is so on point, man. So, like, the it's set in the 80s, I think, like, 1987 or 88, because it, you see, like, a sign for Bush getting, is that reelected at that point? It doesn't matter. Anyhow, so it's set during the 80s, and it's this girl's getting up early for a paper route. It's, I think, the morning after Halloween or something, because she runs into some trick-or-treaters. Um, some teenage boys that are trying to hassle her. And while that's happening, these other three paper girls show up and start like chasing off these douchebag guys. And the four of them pal around. But while they're going around, um, some weird stuff starts happening. And uh, they haven't specified what it is, but it's kind of very like War of the Worlds. Um, and that it's really well written and it's a lot of fun. Nice. It's cool. I don't want to talk too much what, about it. Cause are, it's a is lot it about, a, is it like a monthly title? It is right now. I don't know if it's going to be a series like ongoing. It feels like it's something that's going to be like six or 12 and done yeah. just based on the, the context of the story. But I could be wrong. I but sometimes know. those, those are I the like, best titles yeah. where they have a beginning, middle and end. Right. I really yeah. dug like, I, I mean, that's why I like fear itself so much. Cause it was just boom, boom, boom. And plus, it had a Dracula spinoff, which is pretty fucking fun. So, yeah, Paper Girl's good. I've been reading Spider Man. That's been pretty fun. And it's back to being fun, you know? Like, yeah. it's pretty I, funny overall. Did I did read, read the, the stuff with the, yeah, uh, the giant ship he's got. I did read uh, some stuff that uh, Human Torch uh, is is back, and him and Spider Man actually go at it. Yeah, is so that that's number three. It turns out Parker fine. Industries. For their New York headquarters purchases the Baxter building. Uh-huh. And, and Johnny, Johnny Storm does not appreciate freaks that. freaks out and goes there and almost blows his identity and ends up... It was kind of funny. They, like, he caught Johnny in the thing that the Fantastic Four caught Spider-Man in. Oh, he, yeah. Way back when he tried to sneak into the Baxter building. That's kind of fun. But it was it was great. I, I read pretty extensively on it. And uh, it uh, essentially they fight... And then they end up in the lobby of the Baxter building, which uh, turns out that the first thing Peter did when he bought the Baxter building was erect a statue of the Fantastic Four. So mm. the original four plus uh, the um, Valeria, the two kids yeah, and stuff Franklin, like that. Franklin. And he's got a big Fantastic Four insignia on the floor, like in the marble floor, like right in front of the statue and stuff. Mm-hmm. Then he explains to Johnny that all sorts of like other big companies were trying to purchase the building and he bought the building specifically to keep it safe until the fantastic four come home. Gotcha. Um, and to preserve that. And then he erected that statue and he tells Johnny, he's like, this is what I wanted people to first see when they walk into this building. Like it might be the, whatever it's called now, you know, for his company, Parker industries, Parker industries building. But uh, all I'm really doing is trying to keep it safe until the fantastic four come back, which Ben is off with uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, We don't know where Reed is. Reed and Sue are kind of just lost. It's it's how Secret Wars ends. They're both integral parts of Secret Wars that hasn't finished yet, and they pretty much are not revealing where people who are in that position. They've introduced Doctor Doom and Iron Man, though, which was weird. Isn't Doctor Strange back? Doctor Strange is back. I saw him on the cover of Iron Man. So what happened with... So because in... And this is how far I am on like some of the ultimate stuff. When they killed off the ultimate stuff, like Reed Richards was huge as far as like destroying the ultimate universe. 
he ultimate reed richards is still alive he was just in new avengers number two okay Hmm. But regular six one six Reed Richards. No, and that's who they haven't mentioned him at okay. all. Yeah, it's so that's been pretty. That, more that's pretty interesting. interesting. They introduced the return of Norman Osborn. Oh, oh really? Yeah. In the third one. Fuck. Yeah. I've been really liking him being like a billionaire and those different sets of problems because he's still a goober and you know is fucking stuff up to an extent. But being a successful individual is cool. And then seeing him have all this money for gadgets because Spider Man's like his bodyguard, which is funny, but very it's Iron, the Iron Man story. Yeah, it's yeah, the Iron 100%. Man story. But that's what I mean. They, yeah. they even joke; they call him the poor man's Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, I've liked it. I've thought it's been pretty fun. And they've hinted yeah. around that uh, Doctor Octopus isn't dead. Did you catch that? Yeah, that's that his consciousness cool. is in a robot is in that robot that he was using the little midget girl that the, he dated while he was Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Annabella, isn't that her name? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do remember that being brought up. And then no, but Peter came back, and he's like, oh, you know. <laughs> "I'm not, I'm not really into little people." Like, and she's like, "Well, I know you're Spider-Man, so you're not getting rid of me at this point. Yeah, like, I'm not gonna bang you, but but I'm not gonna leave. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. Uh, All right, any other titles? Uh, those are the big ones. I want like the Paper Girls. Cool. Okay. Check that out. Any like new, unique titles that we should be looking at? Like Paper Girls. Like Paper Girls. Anything else? Um. Mm. Oh yeah, uh, Black Magic. I believe it's Rucka who's writing it. Oh, great. really? Great. Don't know where it's going, but pretty cool. It's about a detective who is a witch, and she gets called to like a hostage situation. The guy's just demanding for her, and it turns out he has like this whole history of her family. They're all witches and. That's kind of how they left it. So not a lot going on, but like it has potential to go somewhere. Hmm. All right. Um, let's move into uh, collectibles then. Um, so as far as uh, my Lego purchases go, I haven't bought a lot lately, but um, I did wander into um, actually kind of a funny story. Uh, it was my wife's birthday. And we met her family at uh, the Corner Bakery Cafe at the uh, Fashion Place Mall. Had some lunch there. And then she was going back home. We had driven separately anyway. So my brother-in-law and I were like, let's go poke around the Lego store real quick before we go home. So we walk in there. They must have just gotten a shipment in because I've heard it's been hard to find. But they had like 15 of the Wally sets uh, in stock. And I was like, I think I have some Lego membership rewards stocked up I, I bet i can probably get this at a decent deal look i did i had 25 dollars off so it was a 60 dollars set got it for a good price um built it awesome little build um i think you picked it up as well right luke yeah because you called me and you're like hey they've got 15 of these did and i, I call you? got one mm-hmm. i don't remember calling you i remember telling your dad about it well the same difference oh okay <laughs> well, <laughs> like, word got back to me yeah word got back to you because i i can't remember like what the context <laughs> okay, is but you don't want to say your dad it's yeah like right, i mentioned it to I'm your not, dad and he was like oh really me, yeah. yeah so um Son of a what did you think though <laughs> uh i liked it it was awesome it was fun to build um the head's a little goofy it's cool when it's sitting but move it doesn't stick very well it's loose it's uh the head's really heavy yep and so it falls down or it twists around pretty easily um, but it's pretty cool. I mean, it looks really neat. It's definitely Wally. Yeah. Um, the the neatest thing about the uh, the the model is that it was submitted to uh, Lego Ideas by the lead animator on the Wally movie, 
uh, from Pixar. <laughs> I didn't know that. And yeah, if you read the uh, the little blurb at the beginning of the instruction booklet that comes with the Lego Ideas sets, mm-hmm. um, it's from him. And apparently, like when they first started working on Wally, he was always building like a Lego model of their version of Wally <laughs> from the beginning. What was his name? I can't remember the guy's name. Like, fucking Gary. <laughs> get your ass in here. <laughs> get your ass in and here. Start doing some real fucking work. But so like he was building it along as they were designing Wally for the movie because they had the idea for Wally, um, even like predating like Toy Story and stuff, I think was like it was he was always an idea like milling around in a couple of the people's heads. Hmm. And when they really started working on it, um, like at first he was all gray. Um like in color and everything. And so he, he was a big Lego guy. And so he would, you know, they'd create these 3d models in the computer and then he'd go home and start like working on a Lego model of it. And then as they changed the 3d model, he'd adjust his Lego model. And then eventually, you know, Wally ended up what it is in the movie and the Lego set that he built ended up, you know, looking like the Wally in the movie. So he eventually ended up submitting it to Lego ideas and it got uh, obviously accepted and created. I think that adds a little bit, uh, I, I think it adds a little bit to the set as a whole. The fact that it was the created Lord. by, you know, uh, a lead animator on the Wally movie from Pixar. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I thought that was pretty interesting. He comes with the little plant, um, pretty posable, like some pretty icon, you know, he's not a super posable character to begin with, like in the movies yeah, but or you anything, can move but his arms around and everything. Yeah. You can move his arms around. They slide back and forth and everything. So you can create, you know, some pretty classic Wally poses from the movie. Um, the treads are all functioning. His front uh, opens up like it does in the movie, like the, to the compactor area. Um, mm-hmm. Even comes with like a little uh, cricket, you know, which is yeah, just a two, a two piece and a, a joystick, you know, attached to it or whatever. It was definitely, I thought worth the cash. It's a little bit more expensive than some of the other ideas. Yeah. Sets, but I thought it was really cool. It's also a surprising amount of pieces, yeah, it um, but, it, but it's also a little bit bigger than I thought it was going to be as well. So uh, it's, it's one of my favorites so far. Um, I, just the way it looks uh, awesome on Lego ideas for, for putting that one through. So I want to talk about the other Lego that was announced. Yes, please do. The firehouse. Yes, sir. Yes. We talked about this with Quinn when he was on. Yeah, well, as far as speculation, but it's official now. Yeah, it's it, official. It's the third largest kit they've ever made. It's going to be three hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah. Uh, and it I'm fits doing the it. car. It's three or four stories. It. What did I say? I said if it fits the fucking car, I'll pay. You're gonna you're gonna spend the cost of a video game console for Legos. Mm-hmm. All right, making sure. Why not? Comes with awesome minifigs. Comes with like eight or nine. Yeah, it comes Lewis, with all Tully the Ghostbusters again, including um, some alternates. Slimed Peter. Slimed Peter. Um, it comes with a Slimer. Yeah, it comes with two Lewis Tullys, like the Keymaster version and the Gatekeeper Dana uh, Slimer, the Taxi Cab Ghost, and I want to say there was one other ghost. There's one other ghost. Because there's a... The Librarian. Yes, because there's a the Blue Librarian, the Purple Taxi Cab Driver, and then Green Slimer. There's those three ghost minifigs, which are just completely new molds. Yeah, and there's going to awesome. be like some kind of clear. You didn't see it in the pictures, but supposedly there's a way that you can attach them to the firehouse. It looks like they're flying like a clear oh, post nice. or something. Nice. Uh, we, we haven't seen the interior yet, but I imagine it'll be pretty sweet. One thing I noticed on the exterior, um, on one of the sides of the building, uh, part of the build is the sidewalk is coming up. I saw that. And there's uh, purple clear pieces. So like the the, the, slime. the the slime stuff from the second movie is is coming up through the sidewalk, which is um, super cool. I I, I looked at a high res version of the firehouse and you can kind of see into the windows a little bit. 
Um, so it's definitely what I was hoping for, like a complete build of the interior. Yeah, um, I only wish that uh, I don't. You can't tell from the pictures. I wish like the back or something was open to where if you had it set up that you could see inside of it. You yeah, have to take it apart to see it. Yeah, I'd imagine it's going to be probably like some of the other modular builds that they've done. Um, being that I bought a lot of those, I kind of know how they work. And generally, you build it something that tall. You're probably going to build it in three separate sections that sit on top of each other, but only have a couple little pegs holding it off. Yeah. So it's really easy to take off. But it'd be nice to have like a wall open. Yeah, display, it'd be nice you know? to be able to open it up for display. Um, I really hope the containment unit's in there um, somehow because the containment unit's be. in the big basement, right? But there's no basement to this. It's got to be. In there. There's yes. no basement in the Alamo, stupid. <laughs> so there's there's no basement. You're, fuck, you're mis- mis- mixing up your uh, 80s movies there. Sorry. I just like Peter German a lot. Um but uh, they do mention like in the dis- the official description of it that there is the fire pole that, that runs down the entire. Oh. Uh, so and I think there's going to be some sort of like mechanism that you can drop the Lego guys down attached to it. Did you see the press release that they're doing the new movie? Yes, they I saw that today. Quinn shared that movie. to you on the Facebook page is where I saw it. But they, which they, means that they're probably going to keep doing some for the original movie too. Yep, that's a good sign. Which is great because that means I mean r- right at the beginning of the year, which. Kind of surprises me that they're not going to release it before Christmas, but they're releasing it. That's how the Slave One was. Seems like they do one big specialty in January. Yeah. Um, But so right off the bat in January, we're going to get the firehouse. But then, you know, it sounds like we'll probably get some, you know, for those who don't want to drop 350 on the the firehouse, we'll get some more. (laughs) We'll get some less expensive, smaller sets on the Ghostbuster line, whether it's from the original movies or from the new movie that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you. I think it'll probably be a mix uh, of both, but we'll get some we'll get some smaller sets that I think will be fun. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about those announcements. Loading Dana. Yeah, that would be amazing. Maybe five, five clear bricks and slap a little body on. <laughs> and Peter's got the Thorazine or whatever that date rape so truck is. I want so a refrigerator. A refrigerator opens so, up. Oh my god! Dana's apartment would actually be a cool build. Oh a little clear god. post with some eggs that are floating. Oh, and that'd like, be awesome! A little speech little, bubble that says, "Look at all the junk food." A little Stay Puffed like flat tile because yes. it's the she has the Stay Puffed marshmallows on the counter. That's there. Right. Um, you might get your uh, uh, the temple. The temple set or, would be sweet. Yeah, the temple set would be. It wouldn't. Gozer that that to dogs. me seems like a very. It almost seems like a no brainer. For a set, if they were to, to reference back to the original, if you think about it, there's if we're gonna do sets, you have the firehouse, you've got the temple set, you've got the the Sedgwick Hotel where they yeah, bust slime. You have to do the Sedgwick. Uh, you could have like just the containment unit, the basement, like a basement set with them. Um, you'd have to have something with Stay Puffs, so maybe that would be another like a side of the building or something. You could well, easily they did do that. Uh, they did that set that I showed you, uh, the Spider-Man set, where like uh, Sandman was kind of built into the set. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't surprise me, like if they did, like if they did um, the temple, where like you would build like the head and arm of, you know, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man to yeah. to go along with it. John's looking at me along. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about what about like. The Bankman telepathy test said, "Oh my God, trying to get laid in Lego version. <laughs> you can keep the five bucks. Uh, the court, <laughs> the court, the courthouse would be a oh, good with the set. Scolari brothers as minifigs. Well, that would be Ghostbusters too, yeah. Or the base, uh, the library, the basement library yeah, yeah. with like the vertically stacked books. Yeah, because no yeah. human what being if, stacks books like this. What if you could do like if they did Ghostbusters and then the bookcase could fall over in the set. Yeah. You could do like a, a little uh, Statue of Liberty, like a walking Statue of Liberty, Ghostbusters two set." Yeah, you could do 
There's definitely like plenty they could do. Your the slime, the slime tunnel, take underneath me the trailer. <laughs> Winston <laughs> gets He-Man at a birthday party. Yeah, the birthday party. Yeah. Yeah. Goes <laughs> but, With uh, the Ecto one, just all like beat the shit out front and <laughs> rusted out. I, I think it'd be great too. Like it'll be interesting to see the firehouse and like as far as the scale goes because I've got. Four of those modular Lego City sets, so like the restaurant and all that kind of stuff. It'd be nice. It, I think it'd be kind of cool to be able to snap that in. Shit, it's huge. I think those. It, isn't it like, is it thirteen or eighteen? I want to say it's eighteen by thirteen by eighteen. Yeah, it's huge. But some of those modular sets, those are pretty big. Yeah, and they're supposed to be to scale with the minifigs and so on. So e- even I'm then, I mean, if, even if it's taller than the others, I mean, it would make sense. I mean, it's a New York building, right? So. Um, but I'm excited for it. I, I I'm excited for the firehouse. I'm excited for um. That's when the know, little the Lego dimension sets. ones are coming out too. Yep, with Stay Puft and everything. Yep, been waiting on those. So interesting stuff there. Um, video games. Tom, Halo Five. It's real quick. Yeah. Oh yeah. When, Sorry. If and when you guys have children, are you going to be like president business? They're breaking out the craggle. <laughs> like what? What is going to happen? I actually when have you're... a story for that. Okay. All right. Um. <laughs> The the other day I was out in the garage uh, replacing uh, the battery in Tiff's car and I'm out there working and she she's inside watching our 16 month old and she opens the door. She's like, Tyson, come in here quick. Like, which usually means like, oh, she's doing something cute. And me as a father just drops everything and just goes fucking running inside because I'm a sucker for that shit. So I go in there and I am horrified, absolutely horrified. So she had brought Edith down to uh like while she was switching out the laundry you know just to stand there Mm -hmm. she had wandered into what is dubbed my geek room in the house which has been 90 percent cleared out because we're trying to sell the house but still standing are my shelves with all my legos on it and she's over there and she's a smart kid and like she's not really destructive at all and she's got two of my lego minifigs from my lego movie sets that that were within reach and she's just doing this on on the shelf just playing with like the lego figures and i was like half horrified half super proud because i'm like oh yeah she loves legos don't fucking touch dad's Legos. I'll buy your own. Like I'll buy you your own fucking Legos. And so she was like really into it. I tried to take them away and she was like not having any of that. So I let her take a couple mini figs and Tiff kept an eye on her while she was playing with them, obviously, because, you know, they're awfully small and chokeable bits and all that shit. But so she she grabbed like one of these random lady minifigs from one of the Lego movie sets that I have. And like, that's the one that she loves to play with. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. But. You know, to answer your question, uh, my my niece and nephew came over like several months ago and I had just bought the Millennium Falcon set and built it and it was still sitting out and they came over and they wanted to play with it so bad. And, you know, I just let them because I can fucking rebuild this shit. So as long as they're not choking on any of this stuff, like it does. I mean, there's there's definitely like those modular like city ones like, no, that's too much of a fucking headache. But, mm-hmm. you know, some of these other Star Wars sets and like the the more like kid friendly sets where they're not super hard builds, but I bought them for the minifigs or because it was kind of cool looking. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with it. Like, that's the great thing about Legos is even I mean, they trashed the Millennium Falcon. Like I had to bust out the instructions a little bit to kind of repair it. But I don't, part of the fun for me is to build these things. So if they trash it a little bit, it's like, Oh, Hey, cool. I kind of get to rebuild it again. So 
Like, if I have a kid, he's not touching my fucking stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Your problem is you don't that's have a deadbolt. That's fair. That's fair. Why is there a deadbolt on the outside of this door? <laughs> that's where my Legos are. In. No, I keep people out. <laughs> yeah, keep people out. Uh, Tom, Halo 5. Yeah. I haven't played it yet. I haven't even um, bought it yet. So... That doesn't sound promising. Yeah, um, Tom hates all video games, so I they don't though. I really like them. Um, the story was all right, unless it's Street Fighter. He hates video games. Yeah, the story was okay. It was fun. I played the story start to finish. Took me about seven hours, eight hours, which for a first person shooter is pretty standard. Yep. Um, man, I'm mixed because. A, I suck at, like, I used to be really, really good at first-person multiplayer. Really good. And now I am dog shit. So, Halo 5, all the reviews, and I have to agree, the story is meh, and the multiplayer is its redeeming factor. Which is, is a good thing for Halo, I guess. Which is a good thing for Halo. That, that's, that's what Halo does, right? They don't do story, but they do multiplayer. The actors and actresses that played the main characters is really interesting. Um, it's a bummer that it doesn't follow like the trailers really set you up to believe that like master chief is like betraying the UNSC and it's going to be this huge thing. Spoiler alert. That is not the fucking case. Mm. He's doing a thing, which just so happens to be against the UNSC for like two missions. And then turns out they're on the same team. Like it's really, the twist is weak. Mm. Um, they are definitely setting it up for, and this is my bad. I haven't played halo four, so I'm not sure if this is the second part in a trilogy with halo four or if this is a start of a new trilogy. But there is definitely a cliffhanger ending, so shit's happening in Halo 6, or Halo 5, whatever. Like, it's going to happen. I'm sure uh, it's a similar to, like, Halo 2 or Empire Strikes Back kind of a cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. Because Halo 4 definitely set up a story. Like, do they cover Cort- Cortana? That's all they cover. Yeah, that's oh, really starts Halo 5 four. is 100% Cortana. And that's what the 4 sets up. 4 really sets that okay. up. So, so yeah. this is this part 2, then. So Halo 5 is, you find Cortana. Dude. I played Halo 4. I didn't play Halo like, 4. I don't Halo, and I played that I one. I didn't play Halo 4. I Dude, after a Halo ODST, dude, I was fucking done. And Halo 5, I was actually excited for. So yeah, Halo 5, is all. it's almost 100% figuring out Cortana. So there's definitely, Halo 6 will probably wrap up the trilogy. Right. I enjoyed it. I didn't love it. I thought the voice actors were superb. The music was good. The weapons felt a little weird at times. Like Plain some of the felt a little weird. Yeah, like some of the weapons, especially the ones from, and I can't think of the race now. It's the robot race. Um, yeah, the, the created the I, four. Yeah, I can't think what they're called, but like some of their four weapons. Bears. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like or the forerunners. The forerunners. Four there's the forerunners, but there's like the aliens are the the robot people that you fight are called something different. And their weapons just didn't like some of their weapons. I really like. They have like this like uh, grenade cannon type thing, which I really dug. I liked their shotgun. Yeah, the, the uh, scatter shot is that. cool. Yeah. Those two are really great, but like they have a light rifle, it's like a sniper, and it just didn't feel good. Some of the weapons didn't feel as good. And I think part of that is because, you know, I've been playing a lot of Destiny, which, you know, whatever, but it's the guns in Destiny feel so meaty and so good. The gameplay in that game. Yeah, and the guns in Halo just felt okay. But it was it was fun. I want to say when I because I played a little bit with Tom. Yeah. I don't want to say it felt hollow, but it kind of almost felt like, like there wasn't a lot of weight to what you were doing. Exactly, like you you fire the shotgun and you didn't feel the recoil of the shotgun, which yeah. is not normal for a game for a Halo game. But I think that's the difference between Bungie and Three Four Three. That really is the difference. Um, well, especially because you're a Spartan, and I I felt like you know your character in Destiny has more weight, yeah. and when you're moving around, has more interaction with the environment. Yep. At least what I little I played with Master Chief, it didn't feel like it felt like you were just kind of 
floating through this world. Yeah, you know? yeah. But at the same time, I do have to say the Spartan Charge is fucking baller. Yeah, you the love Spartan that. Spartan Charge is the shit. So I'm kind of 50-50. I think it's a good game. What's sad is, you know, I, I did the review. I played through the story two weeks before launch. Um, the weekend before launch, they did the multiplayer unlocked, and I played probably two to three hours of multiplayer, so I got a good feel for it. I have not gone back. Mm. Literally have not turned it on since then. And that that kind of weirds me out because I was stoked for this game. I love the perk system, though. I did like how you, you were surprisingly get, excited. I was about super it. Like, I was, excited. I was surprised. It, I was so hyped. Like the trailers just got me. And at the end of the day, like I think it's a good seven point five. It's an eight, but it's not a game of the year contender. Um, I think it'll get up there, but I just there. I think there are games this year that deserve it more. The Witcher three deserves game of the year more. Things like that. Um, but it was good. It was fun. It was it was a Halo game. I mean. They they found the embodiment of Halo. Oh my god, is that Mario World? <laughs> I have that game. Um, anyway, <laughs> it was all right. It was good. It wasn't terrible. It just wasn't. It wasn't everything. I thought the multiplayer was definitely the best factor. The new game modes were great. The multiplayer guns were cool. I love how they're controlling spawns. The fact that you know if a we- if a sniper rifle is the best weapon on the level, the t- the spawn for that is timed and controlled. It really does. And that's add what Halo layer. was. Yeah. For me, classically, that's what Halo is. You're controlling spawn weapon spawns. So they're doing like that. Rocket yeah. launchers and sniper. What did Chris have to say about it? Um, Chris said that... Because uh, I said he posted a bunch, but I didn't read it. Yeah, so the multiplayer uh, very much feels like a classic Halo multiplayer. Yep. Um, you don't have to deal around as much with goofy loadouts, and then that gives yep. you the advantage. You know, mm-hmm. It's more you spawn with your battle rifle and your pistol. And other any other weapon is obtained from spawns on the map. The pistol is Which fucking is awesome, by the way. Yeah, the so pistol is great. Chris really seemed. I mean, I, you know, I know his viewpoint can be skewed sometimes because he's just a huge Halo fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had some really positive things to say about it. Um, he said the cinematics and the story are fantastic. The acting's really good. Yeah. So the acting's amazing. The cinematic, the game looks beautiful. I just feel that the story is a touch lacking. Yeah. Very very. Tropy is tropy a word? Yeah, it is just chock full of tropes. Fair enough. <laughs> um, all right, one other video game I wanted to talk about. Um, it's an older game. Yeah, it's six, six or seven months, I think. A year, over a year. It was released in June. Oh, that's right. It's free on Xbox, so it's a June. Years. Yeah, June twenty fourteen is when it was released. Um, it's a game called Valiant Hearts: The Great War. Uh, it was in October, one of the free games that you could pick up on Xbox. And it was fucking amazing. Just absolutely incredible. Hmm. Um, if you didn't, you know, I'm one of those people that logs in, you know, to my Xbox and checks out what the free games with gold are. You know, if they look semi-interesting, even I download them and then, you know, come back and maybe play them. Like I downloaded Tomb Raider. You know, I haven't played it yet. Did you got to? You Dude, get, it made yeah, me want to buy. I'm going to buy the the last two, the, uh, the, the rise of the Tomb Raider. Dude, I, yeah. I'm, like I'm excited to play. I just haven't gotten around Tomb to Raider it. for the Xbox 360 and Xbox one fucking. Epic. Um, it's the so entire good. first chapter of the walking dead from telltale games, which is another was on there for October, um, which I played like the first part of the first chapter on mobile. So, you know, I downloaded yeah. it and I mm-hmm. want to play it. Those telltale it's actually games are a great. great mobile experience. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so this was, this was one of the free games. Um, it takes place in world war one. Um, it's made in association with uh, some sort of like French historical society. Um, so 
pretty much like everything you encounter in the game has historical significance and is based in fact, like, you know, the battles that you fight in and everything. Um, it's not a shooter or anything like that. It's very much a platforming puzzle game. It's one of those situations where you need to achieve a goal. And so you're kind of walking left and right on this platform map, um, trying to solve a puzzle and and get through obstacles to achieve your goal and then you move on to the the next piece of the story and the next chapter and everything um the great thing is you play as multiple characters um one of the main characters is emil and essentially like the story starts off is world war one kicks off um his son-in-law is uh is german and so he gets rounded up and and enlisted in the german army and sent off to war um, Emil, who is French, uh, also gets enlisted by the French army. And, uh, so you're playing multiple characters with multiple stories and it is emotional as fuck. Like for such a simple game that's like essentially comprised of like several, several mini games. I mean, it can be very challenging at times. It's, it was enough to keep my attention as far as the gameplay goes. The animation is beautiful, but the story at the end of it, I teared up. Like it was so powerful, so emotional. And especially because you're reading like all these historical facts, like it pops up as like you go to different areas and gives you like a That's bunch awesome. of like historical facts and <clears throat> figures about like this, this place in time that you're about to participate in. Yeah. So it was fucking amazing. Um, it's four chapters long. Okay. It took me about probably four or five hours to get okay. through the whole game. Um, unfortunately, uh, I, I kind of noticed, um, once you complete the game, you can go back and replay any of the chapters because there's secret items you can find, you know, kind of as an achievement sort of thing. Um, so you can go back and select which, which chapters to play. I notice like when you're selecting the chapter, there's a timeline that highlights red as, as you move through the chapters and the years because it takes place over the span of like three years, I think. Mm -hmm. um, World War and World War One ended in 1918. Is that right, Nick? Mm, yeah. Fact check. The Great 18. War. Great one. Yeah. 1918? <laughs> yeah, 1918. Come on, history major. Knock us out. What's it? It's, I, uh, I studied post-war Europe, post-World War II Europe. So, oh. uh, okay. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so I, it ends in, in 1918, and your story ends in 1917. And there's okay. like a part of the timeline that doesn't highlight, and I did a little digging, and it turns out uh, Ubisoft, uh, who was the publisher and stuff, pretty much like decided the, the the creators were taking too long and just decided to push out these four chapters and call it good. And they mm -hmm. cut off their funding. So you get an ending to the game and it's an emotional ending and it ties everything up and it's beautiful. But I feel like if they had expanded it and, and taken it to the completion of the war, like there, there's definitely plenty more story to visit there. So maybe but we'll it, see a sequel or maybe i mean it's been over a year now since it came out and the, and i couldn't find any recent news um from like the the game creators and directors and stuff like that anything about it mm. um you know mostly it's a lot of people like me like asking questions like why is this four chapters that seems yeah. like a weird number for chapters like end it on three or five you know sort of sort of thing or is a nice number yeah um but it's fantastic. So if you're one of those people that kind of goes out there and, and downloads the games uh, for, for uh, you know, Xbox One and stuff, the free mm -hmm. games with gold, and you downloaded it, sit down and start did playing you, it. I think you'll be hooked in 10 minutes. Did you get Never Alone when it was free? Uh, Is it Never Alone? Maybe. I think it's Never Alone. I might need to look it up, but it's a, it's, it's a, 
it's folklore from Inuit people in Alaska. And oh. it's the same type of idea, but it's a platformer. I think it's called Never Alone. And y- if you liked Valiant Hearts, you need to play it. It's go- a, it's gorgeous. Did you download the game and play any of it like I told you to? No, I haven't had time this week. Well, so I, I will say this. Um, I, I know for sure on iOS, so if you have an Apple device, um, they actually ported the entire Valiant Hearts game over to mobile. And playing it on console, I think it would, I think it'll port well as far as like the controls. They're pretty simplistic. Um, I think you can download the entire game for five bucks. And um, so I would encourage anyone who enjoys those type of puzzle platformer games, um, enjoys history, um, enjoys a fantastic fucking story. It's worth five bucks. You need to play Never Alone. Okay. It's same, same, same ish idea, but very, very beautiful. All right, cool. I'll check that out. Um, anything else as far as comics, collectibles, video games? I have a couple games I can comment on if we have a minute. Do you guys want to talk about the Battlefront beta at all? Did we talk about that? I don't think we talked about that last time, did we? I mean, it was pretty fun. I don't yeah. have a whole lot to say about it. Might be more. I mean, it's very much a beta. We, I think we did talk about it last time. The world's greatest meme generator. It was a lot of fun, but I saw lots of teabagging on Reddit. Oh my god! Did you see the one of all the eight stormtroopers teabagging the guy and, and the grenade them. rolls in? Yeah. yeah. So, so let me ask you this though, Luke. Like. You've been yes. you've been really excited for Battlefront. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably like the game you've been looking forward to the most. Cause even like when we were playing Destiny and we're like really heavy into that, you're like, I'm quitting this shit when Battlefront comes out. Yeah, yeah. Having played the beta, keeping in mind that it is just the beta, are you still just as ex- I mean, do you plan on picking it up and Um, I mean, I'm pretty excited, but the for me, like I've had a lot of stuff kind of going on lately in my life that I've haven't been playing video games as much. So right. I don't know if it's a good question for me, but if I was playing games, I definitely would be playing it based off the beta. The The gameplay was a lot of fun and the loadouts. It looked like the way that you could ladder up to earn things seemed like a lot of fun. The the dog fighting was awesome. And I think that the dog fight only mode would probably be where I spent most of my time. Flying around in the A-Wing, it's it's like Battlefield was, but it's just cleaner and it's a little easier. Your, I think it's your yaw, your left and right pitch, mm-hmm. um, is all automatic. It's a, it's a lot easier to handle. And then when you're going into dogfight, you pull the left trigger like you would to, to look down the scope. And that's kind of how it uh, lines up with uh, whatever you're chasing after. And then the camera kind of follows a little bit easier. So it makes dogfighting less, um, I don't know. And in the dogfighting, I think just gaming. like in uh, Battlefield, can't you opt to either do it in like first person mode where you're in the cockpit or you can back out and be third person yeah, looking I behind believe, your ship? I, I think you can so. do that, right? I think I was in first person, but I'm pretty sure you can back out to third. And then you also have, instead of having to try to figure out the maneuvers yourself to do like a flip, the you hit, I think it's on the D-pad and it'll like uh, Star Fox automatically do stuff oh, nice. okay. for you. Uh, I liked it quite a bit, um, and I definitely think that the beta sold it for me. Um, but it's not—it's—it's it's like a run and gun fun shooter. This isn't something you're going to be jumping in to to grind away like Destiny or to have some crazy skill battle, you know, like Halo might be. This is just going to be good fun. Nice, in my opinion. And in, in, in my opinion, there's only three games coming out at the end of this year that you need to worry about: Fallout Four, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Legacy of the Void. Legacy of the Void's next week. Yep. What's Legacy of the Void? Starcraft, this new Starcraft. The last final Starcraft. Oh, expansion. that's right. That's right. Like those, in my mind, those three games are going to sum up the end oh, of Oh, so that's the final Starcraft expansion? Yeah, of Starcraft well, for 2. two for, I'm sure right, so are they coming out with a three? Has there been oh, any announcement? Probably, no. They've been said, uh, BlizzCon, which is happening literally as we're recording this, um, they showed the trailer for the new Warcraft movie. 
which I thought looked really good, but at the same time, I've been following Warcraft lore since I was eight. We had a really good discussion at work about, like, people that have never heard or thought of Warcraft, what's this trailer going to look like to them? Probably not good. <laughs> uh, I think it'll look as good to them as, like, the last Witch Hunter looks to people. Like, it just won't take. Um, but, like, yeah, so Legacy of the Void. I don't remember what my point was. Oh, and then um, they're talking about some Hearthstone stuff, and then they did also mention that... Uh, Shooter, Blizzard's first-person shooter. Cannot think of the name of it right now. Oh, um, what is that called? It's going to be forty bucks for PC, sixty bucks for console. Comes out sometime next year, like June next year. Um, fuck, I cannot think of the name of it right now. But that was some big news too, because for some reason, a lot of us, at least in my in my social group, we all got it stuck in our head that it was going to be free to play, and maybe we just assumed it was going to be free to play because of Hearthstone or Valve. Yeah. But, uh, or Valve, but, um, but now they're with like Team Fortress. Yeah. Like, well, then, like, the la- I mean, they did Hearthstone, which is free to play. They did, um, Heroes of the Storm, which is free to play. So you just kind of assumed that, uh, Overwatch. Overwatch. Thank you. Um, but they- they've been dropping a lot of Overwatch news as well at BlizzCon. So, but I don't know. In my opinion, like, after playing the Battlefront beta, which was fine, but it just felt like every other first person chaos shoot, like, nothing to me aside from the fact that it had Star Wars characters really defined it differently. I was actually, it playing it reminded me why I don't play competitive multiplayer shooters and why I'm not going to buy it. And it made me go, okay, cool. Tomb Raider legacy of the void fallout Four. like that, that's stuff. the end of 2015. I want to get back to Mario maker. I haven't played that Dude, some, but they did some updates so with that, like checkpoints and shit. Everything oh, have people have been asking now? for, they put in like checkpoints and then you can do a, um, I don't know what you would call it, but you, you know, if you're big Mario, yeah. that certain blocks would give you a fire flower in the game, like a regular game. They've set up that function now in Mario Maker because before that, you it was if you put a mushroom, it was always a mushroom. If you put a flower, flower it was always a fire flower. So now you can have like so steps. they stack on each other. Yeah, I I played like Monday. Um, my coworker made a level that's like fucking brutal. And bring it. Yeah, I want to play it. It's I can get to a specific point and then I don't know what to do, and like he himself can barely pass it, and it doesn't frustrate me. Like I don't rage quit. I just am like. What, what the fuck do I do? Yeah, what the fuck? And it's I know him, and I know like he's like I've talked to him about his level, and it's it's like when I play yours, like I know you're not a fucking idiot, but when like <laughs> I go through and I just play courses in Course World, like sometimes I'm like, what? Yeah, some of them are. What bad. did you yeah. do? Like it's amazing when no, you realize people have no game design talent. Whatsoever. Well, and it's just like mm-hmm. some of them. I'm like, this is cool, but I it takes me too long to get to the point where I'm stuck. That I get annoyed, mm. but there's been, I've I've played some cool levels. Like I played one that they made it try to feel very Metroid like, and every mushroom you got, you were either um, like uh, in the suit, Samus or, or Zero Suit Samus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Those theme levels are fun. It's fun, but too often, like the expert levels piss me off. The normal levels aren't hard enough, and the easy levels are pointless. And in the normal level, there's there's too many that are automatic. Like, I don't want to play your fucking automatic level. It's stupid. What's an automatic level? You literally you? just start and they've got it set up that it just sends you through the level. Like a spring hits you. It's like the... Oh, uh, like Sonic, Sonic and stuff? Like no, no, no. Like, Sonic uh, no, you literally don't touch a button. Yeah, if you touch oh. the controller at all, you die. And they're cool, but the, it's more of a... I don't know. It's not like... When you're doing the challenge levels and you're trying to beat them, you want to play something. Right. You know? This is more like, hey, look what we designed. This is cool. It's like, yeah, it's some. And they're the most popular ones. Yeah. When you sort by, soar, by the star rankings, 
It's always the automatic ones because they're crazy. Most yeah, of the time. Like, no, like the, it takes a lot of talent to make these. I don't fucking But no care. talent to play them. I want to right. play puzzles and have fun and play Mario. I don't want to just go into a level and it's like, oh, I'm done. Yeah. That was, what's the point? For you, it's fun to design. For me, it's not fun to play. Um, one other thing I did want to mention is uh, for Xbox Gold members, uh, if you're an Xbox One owner, you now also get to um, get all the free monthly Xbox 360 games as mm. well. And no, um, so they, they've doubled the games with the new backwards compatibility, which launches. I mean, by the time this podcast hits, it'll have been out for probably two weeks. Yeah. But that comes out. uh, It started this month. Yep. But but the update hits Monday, the ninth. Oh, okay. So after the ninth download and then the actual titles will unlock on the 12th, I believe. So nothing super. I don't remember what the titles are, but I remember there's nothing that really stuck out to me for November. It kind of bummed me out because I remember getting really excited looking at what the free games were for the month and like, oh, I, I like Gears of War, I think was like one one of them one time this yeah. year for, but it was you go back and it's like oh it's for 360 right shitty yeah but so, the, but so i i have 50 50 on their backwards compatibility sorry i didn't mean to cut you off i you're giving me a look I'm no gonna, no you're fine i'm um, listening to you you're i'm really fine. i'm really nervous about this because if you looked over so there was a list that was leaked and it may be wrong but the leaked list like 50 percent of the games on the leaked list were from the um the replay collection the oh, rare really? replay. Oh, yeah. I was like, well, no shit. They built an emulator for all those fucking games. Yeah. And as somebody who bought the rare replay collection, like Kinda I own, I own four, I own four games on my Xbox one, two Assassin's Creed that came free. Okay. Maybe six rare replay collection, Halo five and Destiny. killer instinct. Oh no. Destiny's on PS. Mm-hmm. So I own five games from my Xbox one. And one of those games has half of the backwards compatibility titles. Kind of a bummer. Like, That's, give me, yeah. give me Castle Crashers. Give me Street Fighter Third Strike. Give me. They did Castle Crashers, didn't they? It was uh, free on Xbox. One it was free, but it's not it. backwards compatible yet. Oh yeah, you if had to you go own buy it. Xbox 360. Yeah, yeah. Oh, which I never. So I don't get it. It's but, an awesome yeah. game though. That's so yeah, for Castle November. Crashers is a shit. For oh, Alien Hominid HD is going to be backwards compatible as well. Which Alien Hominid HD is done by the same guys that did Castle Crashers. Uh, Fucking great game. Alien Hominid then. is the but, shit. So yeah, so you have to go to like. Uh, there's a URL you have to go to. You can't download them from your Xbox One. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, That's well, stupid. I mean, you can. So essentially, like, you have to manage it from your Xbox account on the internet. And that's you just go, you go in there and you tell that's, it to download it and it'll bad download it to the Xbox that's, One. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to change. That's just like there's if you, log into, if you log if you log into your Xbox One like right yeah. at the front screen there they're they're advertising it pretty heavily right now if you click that there's like a short okay. like 25 second video that you can watch that tells you how to do it and announces okay. it speaking but. of which kudos to both consoles for doing it right because remote download on your console is the shit yeah um, set that up it's amazing i do it on both so magica 2 is the playstation plus gold one of the playstation plus free games and we were talking about it at work and we're like oh yeah we're gonna play that Everybody at work with me logged into store.playstation.com, bought the free plus game, and had it downloading to our consoles while we were sitting at the office. Nice. Got home, played some Magicka. Like, super cool shit. Yeah. And Xbox, I mean, Xbox doesn't, Xbox is going to give you the option. If you have hard drive space and you buy a game, it, it does just it. does it. Which, yep. 50-50, but at least it just does it because Halo 5, when I got my review code, I redeemed my review code at like 9 a.m. on work, at work. Got home the next day and I had Halo Five waiting for me. Yeah, I was ready to go. Fucking awesome. Anyway, Nick, you have a thing. Uh, I was just gonna say. So the the November games with gold are Numa, Breath of Life, Yep, Night Squad, 
And then the 360 games are Dirt 3 and Dungeon Siege 3. So Dungeon Siege 3 looks like a good play. The problem, Dungeon again, Siege 3 interested me because it's like, a, what was that one like game we used to play, Luke? Dungeon Siege is like a Diablo. It's a dungeon game. crawler, man. Well, no, it was it was the one where Gauntlet you could, Legends? Yes. It, it looks like a Gauntlet <laughs> Legends yeah. type game. See, but, see yeah. he fucking knows me. But, but, I, I still have to go out on a limb and say that like, when it comes to like giving away free games... PlayStation is still beating Xbox to the ground. I like, don't disagree with that. Like I don't not case, disagree case with that. Case in point, free, Uncharted. Uncharted free game this month, Dragonfin Soup, which mm. is a brand new title. So they are paying the developer to give this game away. I've been playing it. Has some development problems, but if you like dungeon crawlers, it's pretty good. But like, it's still it's really sad to me to see that like my Xbox 360. It, it very like so. My, I'm set up, I have my living room, and I have, like, my game lab where I do my streams and all my stuff. My Xbox One makes it into my game lab, like, once a year. Like, Halo 5 was the first time that my Xbox One has been in my office plugged into my streaming gear. Because it's just, it's hard to justify buying a game for Xbox One when 80% of the time it's going to be free on Plus. I will say this. I, I When I really started get, getting into, like, the PS3 stuff... Um, you know, this was before Xbox one, before PS4, um, you know, my wife had a PS3. So when we got married, it's like, Oh cool. I've got my Xbox 360 and now I also get a PS3. Uh Um, I was kind of like looking through the, the PlayStation plus free titles they got every month. And I'm like, these are some fucking, like, these are games that I have wanted to play, but as a PlayStation owner or as an Xbox owner could never play. So I signed up for that shit and I don't remember what the monthly fee was for my PlayStation Plus. uh, 60 bucks a year. I was playing for it monthly or every three months. So it was 15 bucks every three months. 15 or 20. It's 20 every three months. Yeah, but it was well worth it because that was my first introduction to Uncharted because they they did that as a free game. Uncharted is so good. Um, what was the, uh, Bioshock's uh, been on there. Devil May Cry. Uh, Bioshock Infinite, Infinite was free. Was like free. Six that's or how seven I, months that's ago. how I played that game. God, Infinite was incredible. Um, what, what's the, uh, Saints Row, Saints which Row. was fucking Saints Row stupid is incredible. Fun. Yeah. yeah. But that was a free like, game. That's, that's how I played that. That takes Grand Theft Auto and then goes, Hey, you know what? Dildo swords. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Like, that game is fucking boss. Um, but I I really feel like I got my money's worth out mm-hmm. of that. Now with Xbox One, granted, games with gold is you have to have that gold membership anyway for you know online play everything, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, with everything. So this is a nice perk to throw in. There's been like a Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. You know, all right, th- right. Th- that one's been out there, so I'm excited to go back and play that. But it's been more hit and miss for me than yep. like PlayStation. Every month on PlayStation well, Plus had something I wanted something to play. Something decent. I mean. Yeah. It- yeah, and that's that's something that hopefully they'll work through. But that being said, there are some great Xbox One well, games. Well, but they're getting better because yeah. I remember when they first launched games with gold. Holy shit, it was <laughs> hey, tragic. Here's Fable. Yeah, what? Yeah, Fable. <laughs> here's a free copy like, of Fable. Not any of the, like, we're talking original, original Xbox. Get a, yeah, Fable. original Fable. Like, for fuck free. you. Fuck like, you. Like, that's, hey, what you, that's what they launched with, yeah, too. Yeah, this is $2.99 at GameStop in the used bin. Here we'll we'll just we'll save yeah. you three. And bucks. I think they got a lot of shit for that. And sure. because I think immediately the next month I think there was a, some better titles yeah. on there. But uh, um I mean it it essentially the the one thing I do and maybe PlayStation Plus is doing this now, but PlayStation Plus was very much like these are your free games for this month. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Cool. Yep. Xbox does a free it, game for the first half of the month and then another or two free games at the first half of the month and then another two free games at the second right. half of the month. And Plus, usually it's a, it doesn't do that. a bigger title and then like kind of like maybe an indie title. And that's what they do. The nice thing is, is 
you know, out of those four games, you could find something that, hey, you know, I'll download it because it's free and it might be fun. I mean, that's how I ended up with Valiant Hearts and I enjoyed mm-hmm. the hell out of it. Right. Um, so even if you're hitting one out of four, it's better than nothing. And now with the backwards compatibility stuff, you know, you're going to get sure. eight titles to choose from in a month that are all completely free to you. And I if mean, smart, there's got to be something. If out they're there. smart, they're going to be giving away backwards compatibility titles like crazy just to get. People. I think they will be because when people are playing your console, they're buying games on it. Like I whenever there's game sales, I, I've probably spent 30 bucks on random indie PS PlayStation titles this month. Because when I look at it, I go, well, this game is on both consoles, but I'm on my PS4 a couple times a week. I'm on my Xbox One, never. Like, if I really get a hankering for Killer Instinct, if I if somebody ever is like, hey, let's play Halo, maybe. But, I mean, other than that, it's a Blu-ray player, man. Yeah. And I, I hope to see them grow and get that. Better out, than a kick in the ass, right? Absolutely, yeah. 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 All right, anything else? Not for me. Um, I need to play Tales from the Borderland. Hi, John. Hey. So... <laughs> I just started playing this game called Skyrim. You ever, oh, you ever? you're done. <laughs> just Speak, so last thing. I hate those games. Last thing. So for <laughs> Halloween weekend, I decided to play a horror game. And I was kind of going through my collection. I realized I'd never finished Dead Space 2. So I did Dead Space 2 so start good. to finish over Halloween weekend. Fucking incredible. I bitched out on Dead Space. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> so good. Dead Space 2 is so good. Dead Space 2 is the, the shit. The best of the three. The, and if you've played Dead Space 1, the ending of Dead Space 2 is fucking perfect yeah, it's like that scene really when you're good. in the ship and all you see is Isaac and then like it starts playing the scary music and he looks over it's really good classic that movie that game is fucking epic so if you haven't played Dead Space 2 go find a used copy it's cheap on Steam it's cheap on Origin but you should definitely that game is perfect for show alright guys we're gonna wrap it up uh, thank you very much for listening we'll catch you guys next time thank you for listening to the Big Shiny Podcast if you're listening to us on iTunes please leave us a rating and a review The Big Shiny Podcast is brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery, located at 94th East, 7200 South in Midville, Utah. And you can find them online at bohemianbrewery.com. We're also brought to you by superherostuff.com and secretcompassonline.com. And be sure to check out bigshinyrobot.com and visit our our podcast page for some more great podcasts in the Big Shiny Robot podcast family.